You're listening to Stories from Vin's Living Room. Oh, I mean, this guy's podcast. Stories from Central Mass with Mike, Vin, sometimes Mike, occasionally Brian. Who else? Dan, I've heard. Hmm... Thanks for that. Well enthusiastic and well deserved introduction, Vin. And yes, we are listening to this guy's podcast. And this guy is Mike. And that was Vin. And there are a few other people who contribute, but not lately. We did get a ridiculous story from Brian, uh, or as I should say, the Bogdan. And I'm not sure where I should put it in the uh, episode. So keep an eye out for it or in the air. Thank you. story about a feller I worked with they called him Puttyhead but I was just just about to tell that story when I was reminded of an instance, uh, something that happened to me involving you Uh, I don't know if you remember this maybe you can elaborate I'm not sure of the year, I think it was uh, just about around the Pete Carroll uh, New England Patriots tenure uh of him coaching uh, the end of that. 97? Is that 1997? 98? Anyways, it's irrelevant. I just remember being up in my bedroom at my mom's house. <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> man, I had stomach pains. Oh, God. The stomach, it was excruciating. Uh, I thought, my stomach is surely going to, uh, I'm going to have this appendix blow. But then my mom's like, no, it's not your appendix because it's the other side. And you know, whatever. It's just, it's gotta be something else. I'm like fucking dying in my room, like keeled over on my bed, missing the good time that's going on down in the kitchen. Cause uh, you, you had showed up. Mike, my brother was there, Mike. Uh, I don't know. It was a, just a good old time. I think Russ might've been there. It was a good old time going on in the kitchen. You know, sometimes you guys would head out. See, this was before we were hanging out really, I think. We did hang out here and there. We did some things together. But you did hang out with Mike as well and go out. Maybe Bullock was there? I'm not sure. I don't think so. It was the middle of the day, though. It was a nice day. I remember that. And I was like, fuck, I want to go out. I want to go out. Uh, I can't get out of here. My stomach kills. So you show up. And all I, I remember, I was up in my bed. And, I, and I'm like, fuck, I can't do anything. And I hear you running up the stairs. And I'm like, Vinny, Vinny, Vinny. Vinny, 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 Vinny. Saying that. I'm like, oh, fuck, dude. No, Mike, don't, don't. I know you're going to come over to me and, like, jump on me or some shit. I'm like, dude, my stomach, my stomach, stop. And you stop, and you're like, oh, oh sorry, sorry. And uh, you know that. Other, that one other time you said that, uh, Vinny, 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 is right before you smacked the shit out of me on the football field. Uh, my high school was getting the kickoff against your team, I believe. I believe we were supposed to block you, and you were the gunner. But you just came right for me. With your fucking black eyeshadow on. Vinny, 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 Vinny. Anyways, back to the story. I'm killed over in my bed and I have Vinny, 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 Vinny. And Mike's coming. I'm like, Mike, stop. My stomach. He's like, oh shit, you're really in pain. I'm like, dude, I'm dying. I was like, what, what, what can I do for you? 
I said, dude, can you go down to, uh, <clears throat> can you go down to CVS and get me something? Like, I don't know, fucking, what do they, what do they got? Gas-X, Beano, X-Lax, anything. Bring it back. You're like, all right, I'll go, I'll be right back. So I'm laying there and fucking, here comes Mike back 10 minutes, 15 minutes later. I think you might've went down with Lavity actually. Now that I think of this, maybe you can elaborate on this story. I hope so. Mike's still on COVID quarantine, apparently. Anyways, you come back with a bag from CVS, and there's gas X in there. So I'm like, oh, sweet, dude, I'm going to take these. I've never taken one in my life. So I'm like, what, what is this, the pill? And also in the same bag was uh, a barium enema. Mike, do you remember that? You bought me an enema. You wanted me to stick it up my ass and wash my ass out. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck, dude? You bought this? <laughs> You're like, yeah, dude, you owe me $7. <laughs> You're an asshole. Oh, that shit was funny. And then uh, I, was, I, was, I remember I put that fucking, I'm sorry to swear, I put that Barry Menema in my mom's uh, closet there, the linen closet. I think that thing sat there for years after that. It could still be there. I don't even know. Hopefully somebody threw it away. But yeah, and I didn't even know what the hell that was. I, I was like, what? Oh my God. That was a good time. Thank you. <laughs> yes, I did... Uh... On the kickoff, I was a senior, you were a ju- uh, sophomore, and we were at different schools. I went to South, you went to Vogue. I was on the kickoff team. I ran down yelling your name over and over to distract you because you looked a little green around the ears, and I drilled you. Kind of felt bad afterwards because your dad's like, Why would you do that? He's just learning. I'm like, Ah, well, you know, it sucked for me when I was a sophomore, so that's why I did it. But anyway, I was a running back, so were you. I had two touchdowns my junior year, none my senior year. And I think you averaged about two touchdowns a game. So you were a far better ball player than I was. So me popping you your sophomore year, yeah, maybe it's set you straight. As far as the Barry Minima, or Barry Minima, I don't even know how you pronounce it. I did think it was pretty funny to go get it. But in all honesty, I thought it might have helped. You see, my cousin Dave, when he was a teenager, he was real small. You know he's Jack now, you know, 1999 pound for pound. Uh, whatever the hell it was. Worcester's Strongest Man or some shit like that. I don't know. Came in fourth place. But anyhow, he was trying to gain weight. And uh, he had no money for, like, protein shakes or anything like that. So uh, he'd just go in his cupboard and eat whatever he had. Like, uh, cake mix or whatever. So one day he ate an entire box of uh, instant potato flakes. You know, you're supposed to add water and milk to them. Well, he just ate the flakes straight like a maniac. And he expanded in his stomach. And uh, so, yeah, my aunt had to give him an enema. So when I went to the store to get it, I figured, yeah, this might come in handy for Vin. It helped out Dave. So anyway, I'm sure Dave's going to love the fact they told that story, but it's a true story. And, um, hey, by the way, you owe me seven bucks for that thing. Those aren't cheap. And I'm pretty sure, I mean, that did happen sometime in the 90s. I do remember being at your parents' house, like, like, I don't know, five, six years later, and it was still in the cabinet. So, uh, you know, uh, maybe your dad used it or something. I don't know. Talk to you later.
Mike, I used to work with this guy. Everybody dreaded working with him. They called him Puttyhead. Uh, you know, he, t- he talked like this, you know? Ah. Uh, one time he called in a stop. He says, uh, uh, I don't want to say the lady's name. Should I say it? No. Um, you know, such and such is not out on, uh, Knight Street. No, like, what, dude? Excuse me? Oh, you mean Knight Street? Holy shit, K-N-I-G-H-T. So, uh, there was this other time. There was another time. It was this stop. It was a hair salon, and uh, the guy the guy couldn't get to the stop. They were leaving out bags of hair. It was a business. He every week he'd call it in. But the one time he's like, "Yeah, Jimmy, uh, that you know that stop I'm talking about down by the uh, saloon." And my boss is like, "Oh yeah, Raj, down by the saloon." <laughs> and I'm fucking, we're all dying over the radio. This is going on. And uh, my boss never really let on that he was saying saloon and it's really a salon. And it was the best fucking thing I've ever heard. But anyways, yeah, that's Puttyhead. <laughs> Puttyhead gets his haircut at the hair saloon. I love it. So ever since that day, Mike, uh, me and my foreman, we would work yard waste together and stuff. We would bullshit and shoot the shit. Guy was the best. I think you might have met him, too, a couple times. You know who I'm talking about. Drivers around his pickup truck. But uh, we came, we compiled a list together. It was uh, the street names that are hard to pronounce in Worcester. And I think we got about, like, 25 on there. And I do believe I have that list in one of my... Um, one of my sanitation file folders in the cellar. So I'll be ripping that out. But uh, hard to pronounce street names in Worcester. And it was just that we were fucking around because, you know, everybody thinks the trash man's an idiot and he's a dummy. So, but they, they are fucked up names too. But all right, I'll get that list out. following story cannot be confirmed or denied but most likely probably definitely happened you see (laughs) it's a little vulgar but I don't give a shit I'm going to play it anyway thanks for calling in Brian and now a word or a version of a word from the Bogdan I remember the story. Yeah, like yesterday. Like it was yesterday. I I I got a phone call and I was, at, I was in the shower and then I heard my boys had gotten a fight down behind James Street. I, I so I jumped. I put my clothes on real quick. I rushed down there. But when I pulled up, fucking the police, the, the police were there, Vinny. So they pulled me out of my car. I I thought I was going to jail. I thought I was going to jail. But then. I, you know, whatever, he, I had a knife and shit, and, and I was, the cops were talking to me, he says, listen, 
did, hey, did, did you know your cock's hanging out? Could you, could you put it away? I, I, Vinny, I was so embarrassed. I looked down, my fucking cock is hanging out. Yeah, I was lucky they let me go. I was lucky that my little fucking, my little tuna can was hanging out, but it's not long, but it's got some girth, Vinny, you know? <laughs> Vinny, yeah, that's a good story. I hope you enjoyed that one. There was a few choice syllables said and some foul language, but uh, I apologize for that. Not really. Uh, so, listen to the advertisement, and after that, uh, you a little old, old podcast you can listen to. Thank you for your support. Hey, folks. So, we're listening to... Uh, to Mike's uh, Stories from Central Mass podcast. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, this is Dan. I'm doing a, uh, this is kind of a, Mike's not really involved as much in this, but I'm telling the story to Mike because I want his reaction because right. I could listen to this fucking guy laugh all day. <laughs> so uh, I went to a, we had a 40th birthday party we had to go to this year. And this dude's birthday's right on Halloween. And, uh, and he's a real fun guy. So uh, he had a costume party and uh, it was at a country club local. So uh, it was pretty cool. It was a lot of fun. Everybody had a good time. There was a lot of there was some drinking involved, uh, dancing. They had a DJ. It was fucking sweet. Like so, my uh, my wife and I, our costume we were we were mimes. And I went all in. I bought a real beret on Amazon because you can buy anything on Amazon. Uh, so I bought a real beret, and I had a striped Russian sailor's shirt that I got from Amazon. Again, I bought that for another event that we went to. It was a yacht rock thing. So I've got the beret, I got the striped shirt, fucking, I look good, I paint my face, uh, I do the fucking little mustache with eyeliner, you know, I look, I look like a, a really good mime. And I'm the fucking worst mime in the world because I can't stop running my mouth. <laughs> I fucking talk too much. So we're at the party and it's fun and dancing, blah, blah, blah. We come home and uh, I had to go pick up my daughter at my mom's house the next day. Um, so, you ever get emotional after you've been drinking? Like, you know, like, emotions are all heightened and whatnot? <laughs> yeah, I guess so, yeah. So, uh, I'm driving to my mom's house, and, uh, my face, I washed my face real quick, and I got my beret on and my fucking shirt, because I wanted to show my mom the stupid costume I was wearing. Yeah. And, uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart is playing on the radio. <laughs> so, it's my was, fucking... Are you sure it wasn't, like, Red, Gold, and Green Culture Club? No, no, like... no, this is my favorite song there. I fucking love this song, right? right, right. So, it's playing, and I'm singing it loud. And anybody who listens to that song alone sings it. Glenn fucking Danzig sings that song alone. Henry sure Rollins, when he's driving his electric car that's powered by feelings or fucking whatever Henry Rollins' car is powered by, he fucking sings that song. Everybody sings that song. So, I'm at a traffic light here in town, and uh, I live in a redneck town. Um, and I... I'm singing a song and I'm dressed like a fucking mime. <laughs> and I got like makeup on the outside of my face. And, uh, I'm, and I'm may- maybe maybe I'm crying a little bit. I don't know. I just think of Shakes the Clowns. Right. But right. the beat up mimes. The rodeo clowns who beat up the mimes. Anyway, go ahead. So yeah, so I look over and uh, I'm looking at the stranger next to me in his car. And I'm fucking singing the song. And the crescendo's happening. And this guy looks at me, and he's looking like, you know, like I'm trying to steal his fucking soul. Like, he's scared to death. And uh, 
He looks forward, he looks both ways, and he runs the light. He's pretty sure you're gonna rape him. Right. He just <laughs> fucking guy just he runs the light. He just takes off the red light. And I looked over and I'm like, wow, I'm like, I must be really I looked him at the mirror and I'm like, holy shit, I just scared somebody and they're running a fucking red light on Route 20 in Massachusetts. The like, deadliest stretch of Route 20 in the country. Richard is corner, the scariest fucking intersection on Route 20 and for 40 miles, this guy ran the light. He's like, I can't look at that shit anymore. And he took off. And then I tried catching up to him when the light changed. Oh, wait, the best part's coming. Right, yeah, yeah. Like, you're going to love my encore. But, yeah, I like, my heart goes on as my fucking encore, dude. You're going to love it. But, yeah, he, uh, he I ran a light. It was pretty funny. But that's my, that's my, uh. That's my 70s uh, music story. That's your total eclipse of the heart? Well, that's also my fucking karaoke jam. So everybody should have one. My karaoke jam is... Uh, oh, it's a Tom Petty this, song. This is the one you got thrown out of Young Shings? You had to apologize to Mr. Young Shing himself? I only remember apologizing to him. I don't remember what I sang. I can't remember the song either, but it was bad. Well, we were with Jay and his uh, brother-in-law, Mark, and we tried to drink the entire... Uh, uh, cocktail uh, cocktail, cocktail the, the, uh What are they called? The exotic... Uh, cocktails. Yes, and, and we got to Dr. Funk. Oh, and everybody else is saying, no, Dr. Funk. And I had to drink five Dr. Funks, which was Sambuca and fruit oh, juice. Oh, and after five Sambucas, whatever those were, Dr. Funks, and um, probably the three fucking Mai Tais and Fog Cutters and whatever right, I had before. Everybody loves a Mai Tai. I was polluted. And I, I was, yeah, I was getting dragged off stage at a... At, my favorite Chinese restaurant. Well, my second favorite Chinese restaurant. Everyone knows my favorite Chinese restaurant is Ken Chin's. Oh, yeah. Which I think me and Dan will, will have a podcast live from Ken Chin's next. Oh, that's a great idea. It'll be Cheese Mona's. Because my idea, this will be my, this is my joke. This is going to be, this is one of my jokes for a local stand-up for Worcester. Was, uh, I want to buy Ken Chin's and turn it into a strip call, a strip club called Bonas and Mona's. But, well, that's smart, too. Yeah, yeah. But no, the, uh, the, the Ken Chin's, like everybody else in my time, Everybody loves a fog cutter. I am crazy about a Singapore sling. I like fog cutters. Doctor Funk, Doctor Funk. Oh, the whole night, Jay's brother-in-law kept coming. Mark kept coming up to me. He's like, "Oh, no, Doctor Funk," and kept saying it to me. And I, every time he'd say it, he'd hand me one because there was five of them on the table, and I'd have to down one, and then I'd go up and sing karaoke. I, I, I was. I was reading to the best of my ability, which we all know is right. A you're a slow reader in the song. I'm a slow reader. I'm a slow reader when it's important. So I was up there with one eye, over my, one hand over my eye, and oh. elementary school teachers should fucking should stress that. Be like, look at you're gonna learn to read good because you're gonna be good at karaoke someday. Yeah. Like nobody. That's why the Japanese are so much better at the ship than we are. Those kids probably do that when they're in grammar school. They also think that's success too. Is karaoke. <laughs> it's awesome. I mean, karaoke is like one of the most fun things you can do. I would love to open a fucking karaoke bar that that just did songs from the seventies. Like if you said, "No, I want to," and I really want to do this White Snake's, like, no, absolutely not. You do songs from the seventies. Yeah. I, I I I used to do open mic comedy before before a uh, well, the guy who did it, Dave Zamoida, would. Um, he strategically put his open mic so it would butt up against karaoke so the karaoke people would come in early and get a drink on and they're such glory hounds for for, for, for look yeah. at me that oh, they'd get up and clapping. They, yeah. they, they'd get up and try to do stand up and stuff and it was awesome but one time stand up is hard one, one of these times I, I thought I was a stand up comedian and it was about 10 years ago and I, I thought I could do it and uh, this is in the my MySpace days and I found this dude and I have no idea what his real name is but his name on MySpace was Monkey Adele and huh. his he was uh, 
uh, literally a clown. Uh, like, did magic and shit. Was he a ninja? No, he was a big oh, guy. Fuck. Big fucking handsome dude. Like, like fucking, yeah. Dude, so magicians are fucking... That is... Nothing will dry a set of panties like a fucking magic. I don't know. I'm, I am I have a certain soft spot for magicians. Because I, 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 I had an opportunity to go see David Copperfield when I was a kid. And I got strep throat and I didn't get to go. And... But what if you'd gone and been totally what if, I, what if I became No what if I became a magician And like had no friends And, stuff? and David Blaine's not Fucking from Earth It's not David Blaine It's David Copperfield I know but David Blaine's Fucking oh, like no, a, He's from not he's, he's the devil Yeah So I was late to the game With, with Facebook uh, MySpace MySpace Right so you had to get off Friendster you to, I didn't even have Friendster, Friendster Dude I didn't have a computer I didn't have anything And my phone didn't access it I, I finally got a computer You had a fucking like, Nextel dude 2005 Yeah and I had a, a walkie talkie I had a fucking walkie talkie so I had a fucking 2005 computer and I finally hooked it up in like 2007 and um, I found this guy on, online and I had no etiquette as far as computers and shit and I just contacted him and he was putting on this thing called, uh, the fuck was it called? It's called Sam Stock for lack of a better fucking term. I can't remember the fucking kid's name. But anyway, I thought it was a legitimate fucking... I'm going to say his name was Sam. No, 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 no. His name wasn't Sam. He was putting on this, uh, he was in charge of, and it totally misleading everyone, thinking it's a real festival. And it's and it, in, in the bio it says, this is for people who are up and coming uh, musicians, uh, magicians, artists of any sort, blah, blah, blah. Oh. So I'm like, I'm reading about it, and it's local around here. Like, this is the guy who makes puppets with his dick, is it? No, well, I, for all I know, it is. And I'm so naive <laughs> to the fact that, like, oh, this this guy, like, I'm like, hey, I just started doing stand-up, <laughs> which I have not really done stand-up. I have, but I'm not a fucking stand-up comedian. I've done two minutes at most. I've done, like, three stand-up comedy bits. Shit-talking drunks at Tiffany Hall doesn't count. Right? Yeah, and then regurgitating that in front of a fucking spotlight, with stuttering and stammering, it just wasn't... So anyhow, I contact this dude, and I'm like, hey, can I go to your festival? And he's like, oh, well, I'll, I'll have to get in touch with so-and-so. And I'm like, oh. So I let it go, and I, and I see that I keep posting stuff and everything. I'm just fucking following everybody on it. So I, I go back to him, like, hey... Uh, can I can I go? I'm I'm, I'm a young up and coming comedian, you know, <laughs> fucking stealing some fucking, uh, you know. Anyway. You know, you, you should have fucking stole Carlos Mencia material and fucking regret. Well, I don't want to steal Joe Rogan's material. You know what yeah, I mean? But when it's told like it's like playing the game telephone. When it's told the three times over, like some fucking like like a guy from Massachusetts, then a Mexican dude, and then the guy from Massachusetts regurgitating the shit that Mexican dude said. It'd be I like mean, a human I, centipede for comedy. If I had thought of something like that, I would. But anyhow, I I just get. I, I go out to do an open mic and when I did open mics it was horrendous and then occasionally I'd get so upset after doing it that I'd go to the next one because it was three of them in a night by the time I got to the third one at Tammany Hall I used to go to Bender's and uh, oh, that's right. and, and I'd bomb and I'd go to Mahoney's and I'd worry about what I just said and try to change it up and then by the time I got to Tammany Hall you're hammered I was hammered and I just said fuck it and I'd go up there and just talk from my heart or my, my heart. Oh, here I am talking. Anyway. My hot kid. My hot kid, yeah. So I got up there and I would tell, I'd babble on. And I'd pretty much... So to get back to the story I was saying was I, I was in touch with this guy, Monkey Adele. And I'm like, hey, I'm a young, young, uh, young up-and-coming comedian. Uh, is there any way I could just, like, you know, go? I, I'll pay. He's like, oh, hey, you're a comedian? Oh, would you pay? Would you like to host this, the event? And I'm like, part of me is like, fake it till you make it, man. Just do it. So I said, yeah, sure, man. I'll, I, and in my head, I'm picturing, he's like, it could be like 150 people, 200 people here. I'm like, okay. I'm picturing like a fucking tent. I'm picturing 
All right, I get there. All right, I just got introduced acts and stuff. So it ends up at the Century Sportsman's Club in Auburn. Nice. Which I had only been to the other sportsman's club in Auburn, the Auburn Sportsman's Club. But oh, not this. Yeah, the Auburn Sportsman's Club is the one we used to go to Halloween parties at. Oh, yeah. The Century Sportsman's Club is closer to your house. Is that like the JB version? I don't know. It's just another one. It's, but it's when you're right on 56. Like when, you're, when, when you're fucking following up the meat raffle from the night before, like and you're not booking as well as the meat raffle does. Yeah. So I, I, I'm so fucking nervous about this and I'm thinking it's a real festival like I, I watched like a Woodstock documentary and I thought okay like they, they're days in advance setting this shit up so I'm gonna get there super fucking early so I show up super early to this place and it's like this little fucking winding road and I'm starting to realize as I'm driving down this windy road I'm like this is not what I'm expecting and I get there and there's not a single car in a parking lot but this guy's jeep with these fucking oversized ties and a raccoon tail antenna of course. And he looks like an extra from fucking the Wildlings in Game of Thrones. And he's throwing a fucking axe over his head, like at this fucking log. He's a big red-headed dude. And I'm like, oh, hey, what's up, man? He's what's can I help you? I'm like, you remember? I'm like, no, I'm here. I'm the comedian for the, uh, I forgot what his name, Brian Stock or whatever it was. And he's like, oh, yeah, that, that ain't for like three fucking hours, man. And he's like, but you can come in and drink with me if you want. Now, All right. From getting drunk and doing comedy, I realized I thought I was funny when I was drunk, but I realized as I did like a half dozen of them, it was better to go sober and have your shit prepared and try to do what you gotta do. But I was so nervous, I started drinking blackberry brandy with this fucking dude. What are you, 17? And female? Yeah, right? <laughs> drinking blackberry brandy and fucking beers, and I get fucking loaded. And then I realized it's just this dude's fucking birthday party. I have no fucking idea who this kid is, and I just fucking got up there and I did stand up, and I was so fucking hammered. I said the same joke three times in the same <laughs> set. Like, like I don't even know what the joke was, and then I just walked off stage at the end. Like I, I finally finished with some joke, and I, I got them all to clap, and I just walked off stage, got in my car, and drove home. I should never have driven home. That was a different time, and I, yeah. But it was this dude's birthday party. It was the fucking guy's birthday party. What he was doing was he just learned how to play guitar, so he hired this band. These this like duo that wanted to fucking... What is he, Ernie Block? Like, like, pretty, yeah, 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 a little, little little, lower in the pay scale, but he hired this fucking group, that, like, this duo, to, and he played with them. And, like, the only thing I actually did redeeming that, I was singing an ACDC song with them, because my stand-up was garbage. The kid was videotaping, and he just shut it off. After, I'm like, he's like, dude, you told the same joke three times. I'm like, three times? He's like, yeah, three times. I'm like, oh, that's bad. So. Yeah, but you're pretty funny. Well, there's a difference between being a stand-up comedian. Well, there's a completely different thing. And it's being situationally funny. Situationally funny is that guy you work with who's really, who's like, girl crack up around the water cooler. Or yeah. the guy who can try, you know, who, who tries fucking dirty pictures and shows it to everybody while they're in the meeting. Oh, like, my God. That one you drew on your hand the other day. <laughs> that was some funny shit. Yeah, that wasn't me. I, I, I'm not that good at art. Oh. That was pretty awesome. But I, I just, yeah. I like this, this, this uh, podcast medium because I can uh, erase stuff if right I and people do don't that. have to listen like people no. can say this is fucking awful and uh and, and they can they can either turn it off they can find something new they can turn on the radio like that has like professionals and shit on it or they can drive into a bridge apartment they can do any one of those things <laughs> right and that's that's how that goes no, so, so hey we're... thanks for listening we're up about the 15 minute mark so that's awesome yeah well add a little music to this and I'll put the ad in the middle here somewhere, so if you hear me stuttering over a fucking ad. Right, reading slowly. Yeah, laughing at myself. All right, thank you very much. Thanks, have a great day. Until next time.